Welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back. Another week, another edition of The Howler. Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton alongside you as always. Thomas, we're doing this on a uh, Tuesday afternoon. How was it going? Yeah, going pretty good. You know, it's still light outside. That's kind of weird, but... um. Uh, <laughs> My IM team lost last week. We played the, uh, the alumni team, uh, one of the com- men's competitive alumni teams, and we are extremely outsized, so we're going to bounce back here later, a couple hours, probably so win former, by 50. So you were playing former state players? M- former state students, but oh, oh, oh. university alumni. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, they had a, a good inside presence, uh, lots of layups, and uh, we didn't have many points in the paint. Go down there is going to get swatted away, so yeah, we'll see. Uh but I was correct that State was going to pull out two in a row there, beat uh, uh, Syracuse on Wednesday, so that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and get started with the Syracuse game. I thought that was State's – I mean, especially the second half. I thought that was maybe State's best performance of the year. Right, I'd agree, especially on the defensive end. It didn't help that Syracuse, you know, couldn't buy a basket, but still you take what you can get. But I, I think State's defense had a lot right. to do with that. Yeah, I'm totally saying that also, but uh, – yeah, I thought their defense really turned into to good like opportunities on the offensive end yeah. and uh, make it to the the foul line. So and and I think we talked about that last week. That's what State had been missing was points in transition. They had been playing better defense, but it hadn't resulted in points. And finally against Syracuse, it did. Um, so I thought that was a good game <coughs> for State, a real confidence booster. I thought the referees were terrible on both sides. Yes, but I mean that's par for the course at this point. Like, you just have to hope they're terrible on both sides yeah. and not just terrible, like, not extra terrible one way or something. Yes. So, um, I guess hope that they're equally terrible. But, um, so that was a good, encouraging win. It was one that State needed. Um, and uh, then on Saturday, went to Duke and lost 94-78. I don't know how you felt, but I thought this was a game that was much closer than the score indicated. Oh, definitely. And... um State had some chances to get back in the game. Right. I didn't catch the first half. I was following it, but I wasn't watching it. I thought State had some chances to get back in the game and just couldn't do it. Like, right. Devin Daniels went to the free throw line down eight and missed two. Braxton Beverly missed a three when they were down eight that he got fouled on. Right. And um, obviously nothing happened there. So a couple chances to cut into the lead, couldn't do it. Zion Williamson had foul trouble, which was pretty much State's best chance to win the game. Right. And um, they just couldn't make enough hay with him on the bench. Um, I thought State's inability to get to the free throw line once again hurt. Most Um, definitely. We're not going to talk about the free throw differential, but State lost by 16 and had 17 less free throw attempts. But, you know, that that stuff doesn't matter, apparently. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, I thought State played – played well you know they could have come in and uh you know gotten blown out by all those first round draft picks from duke uh duke's obviously a great team i really like the way i think state was state even had more points in the paint at least at one point in the second half than duke which totally wasn't expecting you expect state to stay outside right but, but they were going right duke in shot there. more free throws oh i know I, I was getting <laughs> there so yeah i mean somehow torn Doran, i think every bucket he made but like two were in the paint and he didn't go to the stripe he didn't yeah. go to the stripe at all, which is crazy. The, the If you watch him the way he likes to just drive and absorb contact, you'd think he'd go at least once, uh, but didn't get any calls. So uh, good game all around, though. I think, you know, State was only 6 for 19 from 
uh, beyond the arc. I think yeah. they to really have a chance, they yeah. need to be more like 8, 9, 10 from 19. So yep. you like that they didn't jack up, you know, 30, um, but you need to make more than 6. So Right, and uh, one more thing on the referees. I thought the game ended. I want to say there was three, four minutes left. Duke was at the end of the shot clock. I think they were up by 8. And Funderburk blocked Zion Williamson's shot. Got called for the foul. It was a clear block. Right. It was either a block or a jump ball, one of the two. And got called for the block. It was his fifth foul. And instead of – and it was at the end of the shot clock. So instead of a shot clock violation, Duke went to the free throw line, and that was pretty much that. Right. Um, so, I mean, State lost by 16, but I thought it was an encouraging performance. Right? Yeah. Like, the, you don't walk away from that game thinking, man, how is this team going to make the tournament? Right. So – um, all things being said, you'll take that week, I think, right? 15-point win over Syracuse and um, a game against Duke that wasn't decided until the last four minutes of the game or so. Um, so, yeah, so now moving forward, Boston College on Wednesday um, and then Sunday night against Wake Forest. Uh, these are two games you got to win. Right. I think it's pretty simple. Um, if State wants to make the tournament, they can't lose either of these two games. Um, I mean, they could probably survive it, but that's just not necessary. Right. That would just be being – it's like that meme where it's like – we were talking about this a minute ago where somebody is being unnecessarily dramatic. Right. So, like, something crazy will happen in the NBA and somebody will throw out a meme that's like, the NBA has gone zero days since being unnecessarily dramatic. That would be NC State being unnecessarily dramatic, right? There's no need for that. Two home games against – I think I saw Wake Forest as a quadrant four team. Okay. And so that's yeah. that's something. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it um, a couple weeks ago after that loss in Chapel Hill. We look at the next, what was it, eight or – the last eight, you know, and we were saying, obviously, you know – Duke doesn't look favorable, but you can win the other seven, in our opinion. And so far, they've done that, you know, at Pitt win, against Syracuse win, at Duke loss. So you've got the last five. And if somehow you can go – if you can win all five, uh, which they totally can, uh, they're playing really good basketball right now. You know, you, you finish seven out of your last eight uh, wins where you feel really good about yourself going into the ACC tournament. Probably snag. Yeah. If you can win these last five, you might move up to the – Maybe the six seed yeah, at can the you highest. Yeah, the standings? Probably the seven, but maybe even the six seed. So, uh, I, th I think um, – I can't remember where it was. I think it was – what? when did I text you? Was it the Syracuse game where there were some upsets in the making? Oh, yeah. I think, I think uh, Georgia Tech was beating Virginia Tech, but they weren't able to pull that Clemson one off. lost and uh, somebody else lost. So Yeah. So State's two and a half games back of Virginia Tech. Right. Well, Virginia Tech, Florida State, and Syracuse. Right. And that's a tough hill to climb with yeah, five games to go. Yeah. Um, but you have you you have the tiebreaker over Syracuse, and you get to play Florida State. So I don't think those two are out of reach. I think Virginia Tech's out of reach because they've already played. I think they've played Duke, Virginia, and Carolina. So um, no, they still have they Duke still left. Have Duke. So. You know and I mean? FSU, yeah. that's a tough game. I mean, At FSU, and without Justin Robinson, I mean, yeah, I mean anything can know. happen. But if you're state and you win the last five, and you go eleven and seven in the conference, and you still get the seven eight seed, well, you're not you're not really worried about having the seven eight seed. You win eleven and seven in the conference, right. you know, just because everyone's well, state's not going to finish with the seven or eight seed. Right. They, I mean, they'll be like fifth, sixth, maybe. That's what I'm saying. So, so, and then we look at some of the other schedules, Syracuse. 
So, Florida, Virginia Tech is going to be pretty impossible to catch. They would have to win three, and State would have to lose. Or they would have to lose three. State would have to win the rest because right. they have the tiebreaker. Syracuse still has Duke and UNC and Virginia. And that is the team that you want to catch. Yeah, they also have Louisville coming up. So, you know, um, you can definitely catch Syracuse because State, State still has that bye week built in. Uh, most teams are done with that. I think Virginia Tech still has theirs, but – Syracuse definitely has already used there, so they have a lot more games, more chances to lose. So I mean, they could lose three in a row right here. Right. Then they play Wake Forest. Then they play UVA and Clemson. So so that's a team that could end up with only what are they two eight more and wins. four? Yeah, they, they could wins. end up nine and nine. Yeah. So and then uh, Florida State. So Syracuse is definitely catchable, especially because State has the tiebreaker. Right. Uh, and then Florida State. Florida State, wow, Florida State's won eight in a row. Was that eight? Seven? Seven in a row. They play at Clemson and at Chapel Hill. That's a couple games they could lose. Um, and then they have NC State. So if State if State beats Florida State, looking right. at this, they've got Clemson and Chapel Hill. That's a team that State could catch as well. Yeah. So the closer you get to tournament time, if you can beat a team you're trying to chase down, in my opinion, it's yeah. almost like two games. It is. Because it is. They, they like – well, they have one less game to win now because we're so late into the season, and you just beat them and have the tiebreaker. So, you really want to win. You want to win all five, obviously, your state, uh, especially the Florida State game to catch them. But um, I think they'll get to ten ACC wins, which would be really good in my opinion. Yeah, and then you have Louisville, and if we really want to, Louisville, if we really want to dream for that four spot, that's going to be pretty tough. They do have Virginia twice on the schedule. But they're nine and four. Yeah, they could only win one game. Yeah, and they're State nine and four. Out, they're so. three games ahead, and they've already beat State. So that's a yeah. four-game lead. I think State's magic number right now is ten. Ten wins. Ten wins. Yeah, you got Clemson, who's a half game behind. Really, a game and a half because they lost to lost State. To State. Um, and they've got Chapel Hill. They got Boston College, Pittsburgh, Notre Dame. Those are all winnable games, um, except for Chapel Hill. Isn't there some? Thing where they haven't beaten Chapel Hill in like ever in yeah. the Dean Dome. Yeah, I think the last uh, time they beat them was in a Carmichael. Yeah, this one's at home though. So okay. So, yeah. but either way, so State's got a half game lead plus the tiebreaker, uh, and so if State pretty much, if State goes four and one the rest of the way, they'll finish ahead of Clemson. Oh, most definitely. I think barring anything, even. What they have five games left. I think even three and two they finish ahead of Clemson, so it'd I be close. But I think next week we'll have a good grasp yeah. on where things stand. Yes. Um. Uh, for the ACC tournament, for the NCAA tournament, where do you think State stands? Well, I think if they can get to that magic ten wins in the conference, so that was that ten and eight. Well, I think before yeah. if you get to ten wins, I think you're in the tournament, no matter what you do in uh, Charlotte next month. So, uh, that's going to be good, and then. Depending on how well you play in Charlotte, you win one game, you probably move up a seat or two. You yeah. win two games, I think you move up maybe even two, two three spots because you're going to be one of those top four teams. It'll be a good resume win. So right now, uh, if they get to ten wins, I'd have them as like a I'd have them as a nine ten ish. Yeah. And then you win one game, well I think more like an eight nine. And if you can win two games and make it to what would that be? Would that be the semifinal? Yeah. You can get all the way up to a seven, in my opinion, because you're going to win so many like. If they get to 10 wins, sorry, excuse me, they would have won six out of the last eight in the regular season. And then if you can win two, well, then now we're up to eight out of the last 10. And I think that's what the committee wants to see or, or the seeding committee. Uh, who's won, you know, more games recently, in my opinion. So, Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I think, 
I think even at nine wins, State would be twenty one and ten. Right. I think they'd be fine. They might be like last four in at that point. Okay. Um, and you would really want to win a game in the tournament to help yourself out. So I still think ten wins in the conference. No, I agree with you. Okay. I'm just saying if you win nine. Yeah, I think if you win like nine, that one first win on uh, whatever day it is now because they keep changing it would spot. guarantee a spot. Yeah. Because you get yeah, to play. Yeah, nine and nine. The the bubble is pretty bad this year, so nine and nine with a loss in the first round would would not be good. Right. But I don't think it would be – like State would be squarely on the bubble at that point. Right. I still think the biggest thing they're missing is that resume win, that like top. Oh, for sure, and it 10. doesn't help that like Auburn has fallen. Auburn has right. a losing record in the SEC. Penn State and Vanderbilt have turned out to be the two worst teams in their league. Right, and none of the terrible non-conference teams have done anything that State played. Right, and then you have like Pitt. When State played Pitt first time in Raleigh, you're like, all right, this is a Pitt team that might win seven games in the ACC. Right now they're in last place. Yep, and. The one, the loss to Wake Forest hurts you, uh, you know. Yeah, so I'm saying so. like they really need. I think they really need to at least make it to the quarterfinals. So win one game on uh, one of these days. I remember what day they play on. I guess it's Wednesday. They keep changing it. So I think you, it's if you if I think if you get Tuesday one day yeah. the first day. So if State plays on Wednesday, you really need to win that one, and yeah. then at least on Thursday, if you don't win, make it close. I don't know, but you really want a resume win. And so if you can make it to the quarterfinals, you're guaranteed a team that if you beat, it'd be, in my opinion, a resume win. So even Louisville, like, wouldn't be a fantastic win, but it'd be decent. It'd be their best win of the season. So, I, Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think, like, the lack of a quality win hurts or a big win, I guess. There's some quality right. wins. But, I mean, you're just not keeping the team out who's – Right. Well, like 17 and 1 against quads 2 through 4, like that's right. a one loss team. to Wake Forest. Yeah. And uh that was that went down as a quadrant 3. It was on the road. So, what I'm thinking they need to find one just to balance that loss out in my opinion cuz yeah. it well, was it, w- it was the Auburn win, but it's not But they still they're yeah. still quadrant 1. I know, it's so still a good going win, by that. but I think if you can get two or three quadrant 1 wins, Florida State might might be quadrant Florida 1. Florida State would be one because they're yeah. on the road. Florida too. State and I think that might be it. Florida State's it. Clemson has the chance to play themselves into a quadrant one, but it's an uphill battle. If they had beaten – who were they playing the other day who they almost beat? Louisville. Right. They lost a couple of close games to Louisville and Miami, and if they had won those two, they would be right on the cusp of quadrant one, and that would be pretty big. Right. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about about Boston College here uh, for a minute. Uh, they – Pretty much the only thing that I've got to say about them is they have Kai Bowman, right. who pretty much holds the fact that he is at Boston College against every single team in the ACC right. or in North Carolina right. and scores 40 against them. Uh, so good for him having that chip on his shoulder. Um, and it makes Boston College kind of a scary team to play. Oh, definitely. And um, that road game scares me. I'll be completely honest. The road game against Boston College scares me. Um but we'll see. I think State will be fine on Wednesday night. Um, especially they've been playing better of late, and that's that's really what's most important. So Yeah, I was I was talking with my friends, like, what's the game plan for Wednesday? I said only one thing, make sure Kai Bowman doesn't score thirty or more on you and you should be pretty well, set. Well, do so. you let him get forty right. and and shut down everybody else? Yeah, that's the question. Or do you try to 
shut him down, and then maybe somebody else beats you. Yeah, well, somehow State was able to defend a battle for Syracuse on I'll tell you Wednesday what. night. They only had, what, seven points. Devin and then Daniels did an awesome yes, job on him. Yes, and I think the refs, finally, I was really surprised. It was a very physical game both ways, in my opinion. When uh, the refs let it go, and it actually, in my opinion, favored State. I texted, yeah, I texted somebody and was like, it's crazy how good State is at defense when the other team's not shooting 30 free throws a game. Right. Like State was very physical on, on ball handlers for Syracuse and just made them pick up their dribble and uh, caused a few turnovers. And the jump shots were all contested or just absolute bricks and air balls for Syracuse somehow, So, which feels like never happens. Syracuse, in my opinion, when they play State, likes to shoot 60%. So. Right. Uh, if they can play defense like that the rest of the way, I think they win all five and two in the tournament. So we'll see, though. Yeah, I'm with Barring you there. Barring maybe if, maybe if you don't draw Duke in that second round. Yeah. The quarterfinals. So. Yeah. I, you definitely want to position yourself to play Virginia. Right. So. Or Louisville, maybe. But that means you have if to be the five. If you can get up to the five. You have to be the five. So. Yeah. We'll see. And, I mean, for, like some other teams could slide into the four spot, too. Right. So, um, I think we'll have a better handle on that after this week when there's only three games left for State. Um. But anyway, we'll talk a little bit about women's basketball now. Uh, they got outclassed by Notre Dame last night. Right. Pretty much that simple. Um, it's hard enough to beat Notre Dame because it's Notre Dame. And um, that's pretty much it. Then you got to try and go do it without four players, three of your starters. And um, yeah. I, I hadn't seen a team beat a Westmore team like that because Westmore's teams have always been good at defense. Mm -hmm. And I had just never seen a team score on them like that. It was – it was Notre Dame did everything well. They shot the three well. I think they shot like 60%. And then they had a bunch of offensive rebounds. I want to say they rebounded like 50% of their misses. And they were getting to the line. It was just there was nothing they State could do. They were much faster than State, and State didn't have the depth to keep up, um, particularly in the second half. So, uh, tough loss for State, um, but you got to move forward. You got to focus on finishing in the top four of the ACC. Um, yep. Coming up, they've got Wake Forest and at Chapel Hill. Those are two big games for State. Wake Forest is not a good team. That's a game State's got to win at Chapel Hill. Uh, State's going to have revenge on their minds. Right. That's a team with talent over there, but they're s like 500 in the league, and they're not. They're like 16 and 12 overall. It's not like they've got some issues, right? Yeah, if you want top four, I think you have to win these next two games because then coming up we're about to get to this, but at Louisville – uh, who's a solid basketball team, and then at home finishing off against Miami, another ranked uh, good, solid team. So you try to win these next two, and then uh, hopefully things fall into place even if you lose the last two. But I think they they might beat Miami. So Three and one puts you should put you in the top four. Oh, definitely. I think. I think. But it, it's, it's tough at the top. Miami beat Louisville last week. Right. So um, – you, you, know, might, you, you might be able to get away with two and two is what I'm saying. Maybe. Ooh, It'd be close. I don't know. It'd be I, close. I don't know. Um, let me see if I can. Depending on tiebreakers and stuff. So, yeah, rough – not rough season, sorry, excuse me. Definitely not rough. Excellent season, uh, especially the cards that the women's team's been dealt. Four players, I think, with ACL right. injuries. Or, that's just ridiculous. So, three of them starters, one of them a key player off the bench. Um, you can only, you know, 
You can only do what you can do. Definitely nothing to to hang your head about, and lots of basketball still to play. So. Well, uh, Wes Moore last night post game was talking about somebody asked him like, uh, "Does this show you how far you have to go, like to get to the top tier of women's basketball?" And he was like, "No, we're just we just have a depleted roster. Like, right. there, what do you expect us to do? Like, you know, you just don't have any players, right? So if State has their other three starters in there, like it's a completely different game." So State's in fourth place right now. Uh, Florida State is a half game behind at nine and four. State's nine and three, um, and then Syracuse is eight and four. So if State goes three and one, they're good. Well, let's see who Florida State plays, because Florida State is uh, Florida State has the tiebreaker because they beat State last week. They play Miami, Syracuse, and Georgia Tech. So there's a lot to be decided there. I'm not even going to try to go into all these tiebreakers because all these teams still play each other. Um, but State's, State's got to go 3-1, and one, I think, because you got two teams nipping at your heels. Yeah, I didn't realize how close they were yeah. uh, with that loss last night. So, uh, And then on the flip side, Miami and Louisville are only one game ahead of State. Right. And you have both of those teams on the schedule. Right, so you can pass both so of them. So State could easily finish second. Uh, but Notre Dame's a game and a half ahead, and with the tiebreaker, three games left. That's pretty much out of reach. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, like you said, uh, we say this every week. They've done a great job this year, um, and we'll see where it goes. You know, win the next two, see what happens. <coughs> what else? Baseball? Baseball. Um, Serious sweep against Bucknell. Uh, some weird times because of the weather, so Sunday's game got moved up. Um, but I think the best thing you can take away is the bats were hot. I mean, I don't know how good Bucknell is still, but They're State was able to to hit some dingers and uh, just make their way around the bases. So, in my opinion, you know, that's that's promising. And it they didn't even use the, the uh, I don't know, the pitching staff that's normally going to be playing, in my opinion, on um, big weekend series. Yeah. So, we'll see, you know. Yeah. Well, we talked well, about this last week, how it's just practice almost. Not really, but. I mean, kind of. You just want to put your pieces together before conference play is what you're trying to do. So Right. That's ex that's what it is. And, um, yeah, I agree with you. It was it was an encouraging game, I guess, or encouraging weekend. Um, State didn't look so great on Sunday, uh, but able to pull out a win. When you're trying to figure out what you're going to do, like your pitching roles and all this stuff, like who's your Sunday starter, who's your who, – wh what are your relief roles? Right. Um when you're doing that, you're going to give up runs, and that's what happened on Sunday. It's not good that, you know, State's best reliever, Kent Kleiman, gave up, I think, like three runs against Bucknell. But, you know, to be able to come back and win a game like that, you're happy with it. You'll take it. Right. Um, and I think that those are the kind of wins that allowed State to get off to such a good start last year. They were able to mash their way to 12-10 wins against bad teams when you're still trying to get the pitching rotation figured out. Unfortunately, last year, State never really got the pitching rotation figured out. Right. And they didn't have the depth. I was thinking about it last night. State had, like, four guys at the end of the year who they could trust. Right, to start, you can't, at you, least. You, no, in, like, okay. total. Okay, that's you had right. Brian Brown, yeah. Reed Johnston, Joe O'Donnell, and Kent Kleiman. Maybe Nolan Clenny. That was it. Yeah. And um, so in my opinion, last year they never had never had a solid three that you could that you were automatically knew were going to start a exactly. series. I think consistency almost at this level is what you're looking for. Um, so I think they have some of those pieces. I think I read Reed Johnson's going to be Friday starter, and then um, 
He he should be. Right. He pitched on re- in relief on Sunday. Okay. I'm not really sure what they're planning to do with him because in the past they've put their best pitcher on Saturday to save the bullpen. Right. Um, so I don't know. Jason Parker looked good on Friday. So Reed Johnson's going to start. It's just a matter of what day will it be. Right. And so I wonder, you know, are they setting him pitch – setting him up to pitch this Sunday against um, Coastal because that's the big game this weekend. They play Kent State, Michigan State, and Coastal. And Kent State is legit, as is Coastal, obviously. We know how good they are. Right. So are you setting up Reed Johnston to pitch against Coastal? We'll see uh, if that's what they're doing. Um, But, yeah, you're encouraged with the bats. You know what you're going to get from your top three guys, Will Wilson, Patrick Bailey, and Evan Edwards. And so I thought the rest of the lineup was encouraging. Right. Because that's going to determine how good the lineup is. So we talked about last week, those three guys, that's as good of a middle of the order as you'll see in the entire country. So State's offensive success is going to come down to how good is the rest of the lineup. Right. And you saw some uh, uh, some good contributions from Johnny Butler hitting leadoff and Tyler McDonough uh, at the bottom half and Voita Mensik. I think who's the kid from the Czech Republic was playing third base this weekend. So, um, you know, some some good performances from that. Lawson MacArthur had a big grand slam on Sunday. So if you can continue getting that production from the bottom of the lineup, the lineup's going to be as good or better than it was last year. Right. And we know how good that lineup was. So uh, State plays Elon in 20 minutes, actually. Um and then they have a trip to Myrtle Beach where they'll play Kent State, Michigan State, and Coastal Carolina. And um, it's a big week. State, I mean, look, Elon, Kent State, and Coastal are all legit tournament teams. Right. Could make the tournament. So we'll see how that goes. Three and one would be an awesome week on the road. You'll yeah. you'll love that. Uh, so I guess we'll see. Um I don't know. You got anything else to add there on baseball? No. I mean, no. Just. It's yeah. crazy how quick conference play comes. Yeah, it's like crazy. Away. I was about two to say. Two weeks away. You don't have that long before you host Pitt uh, for a weekend, and by then you'd like to have your rotations figured out, obviously your lineup figured out. I think they're pretty much set on who's going to play what position uh, when State's fielding, but maybe move some things around in the batting order um, and make sure you got those guys that play. Uh, whatever you want to call it, second string, it's baseball. So who fill in the holes, you know, make yeah. sure they're ready Depth. to go when, uh, you know, randomly if someone who's used to playing second base got to come and relieve shortstop, you know, you want to be ready for that. So Yeah, and, and the good thing I think is uh, you do start with Pittsburgh. Right. So that's not – It's not scary or intimidating. It's not the best team in the ACC. We'll just yeah. we'll just put it that way. So um, – I don't know. Anything else to add? Softball team went 0-4 this week. so uh, Yeah, I didn't catch any of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think anything else is going on. Wrestling had a big win over UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, but I guess that'll do it for us. Before we go, your predictions for uh, – I was going to ask you that. So <laughs> for, for the uh, – Yeah, I've got two basketball. wins for basketball. I, I do uh, too. Wednesday yeah. night and Sunday night. And then you've got that, uh, that week off um, – so that is it really? Is it a week off? Yeah, no State plays Sunday week? against Wake Forest, and then not again until Saturday at Florida State. Uh, so okay. a little extra time to get ready to go to Tallahassee. Maybe, maybe maybe you can go down a day early. I don't know how that works, but maybe that helps um, you out there. Yeah, let's. Um, you want to get uh, C.J. Bryce? I think he's good to go. I I don't know anything officially, so. Um, 
And uh, Blake, well, Bryce did, played against Duke. Right? Did Blake Harris play? No. You think he might be good? I don't tomorrow? think. I don't think he's. Oh, we didn't talk about Eric Lockett. I know. I didn't want to bring it up. Oh, I completely forgot that we hadn't talked about that. Uh, and Sasha Kalea Jones. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Yeah. Okay. I'll just say this about Blake Harris. He's not in the rotation anyway. So. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I like mean, he comes in, and gives you a few solid minutes. Who on knows defense. if he's right? Who knows if he's sick or not? He doesn't play. Yeah. So. He played a little bit there when Markell was out, but uh, Markell playing 38 minutes a game, and then Braxton shifting over to the one for those two minutes. Like, there's not much room there. Yeah. Uh, for him to get in. So, but he's a he's a sophomore, right? Transfer. Blake Harris. Or yeah. A freshman. I don't know. So. Yeah, Eric Lockett. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I've heard mixed reports. I remember that we went through the same thing last year with Markel. You don't know the full story until it comes out. Right. And Markel was just there. He didn't do anything wrong. He was just there, and that was why he got cleared. And so we'll see what Eric Lockett I, – I heard his girlfriend wants to drop the charges. I don't know what happens. To me, I don't know how you feel about this. If she drops the charges, but if you're Kevin Keats and you hear what happened and it's still – like if it wasn't self-defense, I guess, right? even if the charges get dropped, to me, I don't think that's a guy you can bring back. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, personally, I think I might have to agree with that, but I, that's why they don't pay us to make those decisions. So. Right. I guess we'll just see. If the charges get dropped and it was just self-defense, welcome back. Yeah. You know? Um, I think State, like in general, uh, the rest of the players need to do – need to make sure they're keeping themselves healthy because as we saw against Syracuse, you know, you were down to seven players there for most of the game. Yeah, um, second half. Anyway. When C.J. Bryce rolled his ankle or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. So you've got to stay healthy. I think that, that bye week next week will really help with that. Yeah. So especially come tournament time, that's going to be really rough now because you're not going to get any minutes from, from Lockett um, to come in and give some guys some and some breathers. And then you're trying to play three games in three days, hopefully, if you can win two, you know. Right. And then you go – NCAA tournament, not not nearly as bad as the ACC tournament with a day off in between, but still. And Lockett's a big loss. Yeah. Even though he's just a bench guy who's playing 10 minutes a game. That's still 10 minutes. It's a big loss. Yeah. It's 10 minutes. He's a good defender. He's a guy you want out there, right? right? It's not like he gets 10 minutes because he's not good enough. He gets 10 minutes because you're not taking minutes away from C.J. Bryce or Torin Dorn or Markell. Right. So, um, and defensively, I think it's a big loss. Um so we'll see what happens. I'm not really hopeful that he's back this year just because we know how long the legal process can take. Right. So I guess we'll see. Um, and then Sasha Kalea Jones. I don't really know. To I me, no I, I think I heard it was like a three strikes kind of thing where, you know, one thing one thing went wrong and uh, then another thing goes wrong and then another thing goes wrong and then eventually they just said enough is enough. Yeah. So it's a big loss. Talented kid. Um and State really could have used him next year. But um, at least this gives you plenty of time to find a replacement. Yeah. Right? All of a sudden, that bench, I looked. I didn't even realize all those, all those things happened in a row until I look over the bench Wednesday yeah. uh, in the second half, and it's literally half empty. Well, you've got Lockett, uh, Kalea Jones, and then you've got uh, Blake Harris out with the flu reported, and then C.J. Bryce in the locker room. And I was like, oh, my goodness, there's so yeah. many empty seats over there. So yeah. definitely something to watch out for. Yeah. All right. That should just about do it. That does it. We both got State going 2-0 this week. Again, yes. All right. That'll do it for this episode of The Howler. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check back again next week. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. 
Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.